Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, White Sox fans. Oh, my goodness. You know, <laughs> I'm a crappy bastard. Some people just call me bastard, especially even on the White Sox beat. Anyhow, uh, it took me bringing out the socks of a celebration for a second straight year to get Tommy Barbie back with us on podcast. He's here. He's in the middle square, at least on my screen. Father Socks of us, thank you for joining us for this podcast and for what promises to be, hopefully, most of uh up to an eight-week Socks of a Celebration this year. We are devoting this number 125 Mothership podcast to the managerial search. I don't know how we're going to title it, how we're going to do that cutely. I think uh, Melissa had come up with something that was somewhat somewhat cute. Maybe we'll just call it that. I don't know. Uh, there are at least one, two, about six-plus votes for uh, – the different uh, manager options. <laughs> of course, White Sox would choose none of them, but this isn't who we think we'll pick or the White Sox will pick. This is who we, if we were Rickon, <laughs> forgive us, or sorry if we are, but if we're Rickon, who we would hire. So uh, I'm going to just somewhat randomly go around. First of all, uh, to begin with, we have a six pack or uh, something like that of Southside Sox, podcasters, writers, personalities, um, Blind date goes on going honors. People complain about snacks in the green room, et cetera, et cetera. It's Melissa Says Bullenbach, Super Joseph Rhesus, uh, Allie Wessel. Matt, connect the dots however you want to, listeners and viewers. Uh, Allie Wessel, it's Jordan Haas, uh, Dante Jones, and in at least my middle square, it's Tommy Barbie, father socks of us himself. We are going to start uh, representing two writers, Brian O'Neill, who's not with us. He's just 
he's too literary for podcast. Uh, but Brian O'Neill and uh, Melissa Sage Willenbach both chose uh, this particular manager, very hot candidate and popular choice. So, Melissa, I will let you take over and tell me why it is Joe Spot is your choice for the next White Sox manager. He Joe Spot is my choice because he's a fellow Gen Xer. No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> that's the leading reason. No, it, um, he checks off. That's better, that's better qualification than Rick Hahn uses, Melissa. So you're good. <laughs> so um, he checks off so many boxes for me and so many boxes that, according to Rick Hahn, that he wants to check. Um, he has had great experience sitting on the bench um, with great managers. So he he's been around you know for what you would call um championship um championship windows for other teams so i really like that um i like that what the players the the players that play with him for him say about him um they they seem to think that he has all the tools that you would like in a manager um so i really like that and he According to uh, the GM of the um, Astros, he said that he blends old and new. And so I really like that concept. Let's let's do some old school stuff, but let's be current and, and know the rules and, you know, use analytics appropriately. And so for me, he just he seems to check off a lot of boxes that I think would fit really well. And he's also bilingual, um, which I think to me is super important um, based on the makeup of our clubhouse. Our clubhouse is extremely diverse. And I think that that's a huge plus. But Melissa, can you trust anything the general manager of the Houston Astros says? <laughs> this is true. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we're gonna, true. What we're going to do with each of these candidates, and if anybody has a thought on anybody's particular choice, that's cool. And you can shout it out. But I'm just going to go around to everyone else and say whether you'd, whether you'd be okay with that choice. So, uh, uh, Joe, a spot and next manager, that's okay? Absolutely, yes. Okay, Allie. 100%. All right. Uh, Father Soxibus. It makes way too much sense, but yes. <laughs> so you just say yes, but it's not happen. Jordan. I, I guess I've never heard of him, so. <laughs> I, I like what you bring to this, Jordan. <laughs> Dante, what do you think about Joe? I would love it. Okay. All right. Well, so that's thumbs up. We're okay with Melissa's hiring for the next manager, uh, uh, Gen X or not. Okay. Moving on to the next candidate again, somewhat random down my list here, uh, but actually on my grid uh, next up anyway, it's Super Joseph Reese's who's choosing another somewhat popular uh, selection uh, or at least a buzz about town, Ron Washington. Uh, tell me about Ron Washington and why he should be the next White Sox manager, Joe. All right. Well, one thing is he, this, is a candidate who has no ties to the White Sox organization. That's an important one for me. Um, in addition to, to that, um, he's had a lot of success in his eight years as a major league manager. Um, one, he's won two American league pennants. Um, he's brought the Rangers far closer than anyone else has to a world series victory and has been on coaching staffs of other very successful teams like the 2021 World Series champion Braves and the Moneyball Athletics of 2002. Um, yeah, I, I think like Espada, who, again, I gave a very enthusiastic seal of approval for, um, he's also can also find the, you know, check the boxes of old school and the new school combination. Um, 
he I liked how rarely he his teams uh, issued intentional walks when he was uh, with the Rangers, um, significantly less than the league average for um, most of those years. And um, so I guess with most managers, you wouldn't have to worry at all about one and two intentional walks, but we can say with certainty that that would not be an issue with, with Washington. Um, So I, I think um, with all of the successful teams that he's been a part of and um, his familiarity with, you know, teams that have used analytics successfully. um, Yeah. I mean, I really feel like um, despite his age, he's um, very, very, um, um, you know, on board with the whole analytics movement, and he could bring a lot to the table here. You anticipated one of my follow-up questions on the intentional walk. I didn't realize how in-depth your research had been, how many of the one-two intentional walks these issue, but apparently, as far as we know, it is uh, zero on record. Uh, and another thing in his favor, I would say, Joe, uh, not to color anyone's vote here, is uh, I believe he has... I can't say this or not um, for sure, but I believe he has successfully addressed his substance abuse issue and our current manager or former manager uh, still never has. Uh, okay. Um, it is time to vote on uh, Ron. Uh, Melissa, you okay with Ron Washington? Yeah, I think he'd be great. I think he's got, a, he checks off a lot of the boxes too. Like Joe said, I think he'd be great. Boy, we're so easy. Uh, Allie. I'm a little hesitant with his age. I really would like to see someone between the ages of like 40 and 55. But if you know that's the only box he's not checking, then sign me up. Thanks for raising it to 55. You're going to get some pushback from me. But thanks for raising it to 55, Allie. That was nice of you. Uh, Tommy, all right, Ron Washington? Sure. (laughs) It's not not the greatest pick i i think out of the older candidates he makes a lot of sense Mm -hmm. um yes he addressed like the substance abuse but like between that and the lingering sexual assault rumors (laughs) like it's just like i'd rather not have one more controversial managerial hire like tony light yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh boy we've made father socks was very grumpy for this uh, first celebration you know (laughs) Fair enough. Uh, Jordan, you all right with Ron Washington? Uh, I guess. <laughs> if, if, if I have to be, I will. But I, I think there are better and younger options that, you know, you never know with, a, with an old manager if they're going to retire after a year or two or something comes up. It's like I'd rather have someone, like Alex, yeah. younger and someone with less uh, controversy around him. So yeah. I'm going to say no. Okay. All right. Hey, it's about time. You know, I mean, here's the thing. We all know that it's like everybody we're talking here is going to be better choice than who we end up with. So there should be a lot of positivity here on this podcast. I encourage you to be uh, tough. Dante, uh, you don't have to be tough on this one, but uh, what do you think about Ron Washington? I'm kind of a Ron, Ron Washington guy because of the whole Rangers history. And like, that's one of the teams I've watched a lot, like in my high school years. But at the same, and, like, he always has a great defense. But as Tommy said, the history. Like, we just dealt with La Russa. Do we need more? Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, we know that he won't just pick, just throw a random catcher at first base, you know, based on the portrayal and Moneyball. Uh, okay, whatever. Yeah, I'm all right with those two. Nobody's asking me, but um, yeah, I guess I'm okay with those two. But yeah, I would rather not. Uh, Joe Spada, the White Sox aren't going to get Joe Spada. They're just, somebody's going to offer him money. And the Sox are going to be like, what? We got to pay managers? It's not just like a lifetime contract. Okay, next up is going to be Jordan Haas. Her, uh, her choice is uh, Sandy Alomar. Uh, we've heard this for many, many um, uh, uh, different weeks because this has come up <laughs> since like July or I don't know, since 2020. Um, so, uh, Jordan, um, make a pitch for Sandy Alomar Jr. of the Cleveland Guardians. I know nothing about managers, to be perfectly honest. But I have heard of it. I have heard his name in the ring for like every manager job that comes up. And I don't. To be honest, don't see him leaving Cleveland. He's probably in the line for Terry Francona's job after he whatever he wants to do. But I don't see him leaving Cleveland unless there's some exuberant offer, which the White Sox aren't going to give. But he seems like the kind of guy that he's he's worked under one of the best managers in the game for a long time. He has the playoff experience, as we're seeing, at least on the bench. And he's got at least a little bit of managerial experience from the 50 or so games he managed in like 2012, mm-hmm. but he didn't manage that whole season. I don't know, but um, he seems like a good option. He's, he, he speaks Spanish. He, he checks all the boxes I have for, you know, leading this team. He's young ish, younger than a lot of these other options, but he's, he seems like a good fit as much as he's probably not going to leave Cleveland. <laughs> Yeah, I hadn't really considered until uh, just hearing on the Sharing Sox podcast. I think Lee Allen mentioned that uh, he he was he was probably going to stay put because Ter- uh, Terry Francona, who's who's not in the grace of health, um, you know, may, not going to manage forever. None of us are, but um, you know, maybe leaving you know sooner, and that's why he's maybe content just being first base coach, not even bench coach, any longer on that team. Uh, okay, uh, it is Sandy Alomar. Got a little bit of guardian stink, but then can't really talk that down too much um, these days, I suppose. Uh, Melissa, your thoughts on Sandy Alomar Jr.? Well, I'm going to back up to the Ron Washington thing. I don't know anything about the sexual assault okay. stuff, so... Uh oh, no. turn it around. All right. Now we're starting to get really negative. The pitchforks <laughs> yeah, are coming that, out. Okay. That's the case. We, don't need, right. we do not need any of that. Yeah, fair um, enough. I, I mean, Sandy Alomar um, has been rumored, you know around the White Sox for several years. I mean, he, he is somewhat in the Sox family. So, you know, for, we're going to cut those ties completely. We do have a little bit of those. Um, I actually, he would be one of my top choices, but it's just not even going to be possible. Like Mm. he's just not leaving. I mean, would you leave Cleveland? I mean, that's where his ties are. And he's obviously they're doing great. And would you jump over to this hot mess if you were him? I wouldn't. So, Oh, I don't know. It's still Cleveland. I would leave Cleveland, but yeah, I I, (laughs) I get the point. I get the point. Uh, Joe Reese's uh, thoughts on old Sandy. Um, Yeah. um, No such thing as guardian stink with the way that their season has gone. Um, Yeah. I, I have no, I, I can't really bash Cleveland in any way um, right now. Um, yeah, Alomar earns my seal of approval. And yeah, I, for the record, I also did not know about, yeah, I've heard of, all about the White Sox reaching out to him. And none of the sources that I've read about their, um, you know, them reaching out to him did I come across any mention of any sort of sexual assault myself. So I do apologize for that. And I do definitely need to, research you know, that further but yeah if if there's if that's even like remotely true then yeah i would rescind that vote for sure 
Father Socks was single hand handedly in this didn't podcast. Mean to tanking, like destroy this. Tanking the possibility. <laughs> Sorry, Ron. We ain't we ain't answering your calls no more. This, Sorry, this is something we need to destroy, to be fair, though, if like that is a thing. So, like, you know, it has been like when this first came out was like 20 years ago, and it was during a time in which most allegations like that were left to be. Mm-hmm public rumors and mm-hmm. it has never really been directly addressed it has never really gone away um i know that ron washington did that really awkward retirement where he said he was being yeah. unfaithful to his wife and substance abuse was involved and that was around the time that this whole thing came about so i like nobody has ever gotten a straight answer around the story and it's just kind of lingered so i mean i don't know if it happened, if it didn't, but it just seems weird enough where it's like, eh, mm-hmm. I, I don't know how I feel about yeah. it personally. I mean, but, somewhat, yeah. somewhat similar with Daryl Boston. I mean, this exactly. is a somewhat yeah. single source thing. The accuser now is no longer even alive. So it's like, you know, you sort of get to skate on it, except for folks yeah. like us would say, hey, Daryl Boston, you're not going to be manager of the White Sox over our dead corpses. Okay, uh, Allie West, on that note, uh, what are you thinking about Sandy Alomar? Yeah, um... Obviously, Ron Washington, if that's the case, like, poo-poo on you. Um, I don't need no more drama. Um, I've gotten enough drama here in the South Side. Um, Sandy Elmar, I think I just echo what everyone else says. Like, I think he would be a great pick and a great fit here in Chicago if he were to choose to leave Cleveland. But again, I I don't see him leaving Cleveland, especially when their window is quote unquote, just starting to open here. Um, and I think he's kind of setting himself up to become manager, like some other people touched yeah, on. So, just, I mean, why would you walk away from that? There's absolutely far too much positive Cleveland talk going on here. And I don't care if they're about to go to worse. I, mean, I don't care. We've talked about how the AL central isn't getting worse. It's only getting better. So uh, we yeah, might as well we recognize it. <laughs> Happy socks of us, everyone. Uh, I don't know. Tommy, did you give us a weigh in on Sandy Alomar? I'm not sure if you jumped. Um, I, I did not. Jordan, you may say that you know nothing about managerial hires, but just from that recommendation, you know more than anyone <laughs> that has picked a White Sox manager for the last 20 years. So that being said, Yes, Sandy Alomar would be a perfect fit for the White Sox. I have thought that for many years, but I don't think he's ever been interested based on anything, everything I've read. Um, and he does seem to be in line for the Cleveland Guardians job, but otherwise I, I would do that in a heartbeat. You think at some point having White Sox roots like Sandy Alomar does would actually ward you away from taking the job before it just seemed like a positive thing, but I'm thinking now you'd say, Oh, wait, that's right. It's the White Sox. I know those guys. Uh, Dante, what do you think about Sandy? I mean, my pick is Sandy. So, like, I've been screaming from the mountaintops for a while. But as everyone said, unless T, like, if Tito's retiring anytime soon, he's gonna like Sandy's taking over the Guardians' job. I would hope that we can um, pry him away from the Guardians, kind of like the Raiders did, pried away um, Joe um, Josh McDaniels from the Patriots. But like, that's our only hope at this point with it. Look at Dante snuck in his scofflaw uh, choice. He has not actually written his indoor, in even though he's been, he's, he has been touting Sandy Alomar again, since probably like 2020, if not uh, July. So, okay. That is a strong vote for Sandy Alomar. And let's just, let me throw it in there. Cause it is going to be in our story. Uh, DeMarco Hale, the current um, bench coach for Cleveland, Chicago roots went to uh, CVS uh, managed everywhere would not be a bad candy either, but man, can we please stop talking about how awesome Cleveland is? And let's move on then to, uh, oh goodness gracious, it's Father Socks of us himself, um, 
it's going to be <laughs> it's going to be Willie Harris. Uh, what's going on, with Willie Harris, uh, Father Saxonus? I, I, you know, I had to pick a White Sox organization guy. Like the, it just makes too much sense. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. Um, but I think that to the credit, if they go this route, Willie Harris at least has minor league and major league managing and coaching experience. Um, he's done well at pretty much every level. Um, he actually, his first gig post playing was the hitting coach for the, um, the Voyagers, um, you know, the yeah. rookie league, yeah. uh, White Sox team. So he has, um, always been really popular amongst the players. He was on the 2005 White Sox team. If that's like your thing. Um, I think that he is the guy that kind of has that mix of old and new, has a little bit of swag and attitude to him where he can relate to a lot of the players on the team and knows the organization well, but hasn't been in the White Sox organization for all this time. So he'll have a different perspective as opposed to this, you know, chaos that we've been living in is somehow yeah. normal. Alternately, I yeah, just naive enough about the situation not to know to say no. Yeah. <laughs> he'll say, sure. Where do I sign? Um, it, exactly. He'll also listen to Rick Hahn. So that, mm. that's an added bonus, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really. Uh, at least for Rick Hahn and nobody else. All right. Uh, Melissa, Willie Harris, uh, 2005 White Sox uh, uh, hero, as they all are. What do you think? I mean, He's with the Cubs. Oh, Cubby stink. Oh, man. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, I, yeah, I, I, to, to echo what Tommy said, I think that, you know, he, the players really uh, connect with him. And I think that that's really important because I think, my opinion, that was probably a part of what we were facing this year. I think players can respect somebody, but not connect with somebody. And I think that, uh, Willie Harris seems to, to, to have that down that the players really, um, buy into his vibe. So yeah, I give him a thumbs up. Safe to say he had a better third base coaching season this year on the other side of Chicago than Super Joe McEwen did. But speaking of Super Joe, let's go over to Super Joe Reese's, the better Super Joe, pretty much by any measure. Uh, Joe, what do you think about Willie Harris coming on back to South Side? If the White Sox have to choose someone from the 05 team to come back and manage he's the best choice but despite that my answer is no leave the 05 white Sox alone please okay. all right I, I i i have to be able to be nostalgic about that like harris scored the game-winning run in game four when jermaine die hit that game-winning single like i don't want any sort of negative kind of feelings about him down the road leave the 05 white Sox alone man we are just my, my thought we are just grinching left and right on this first first week of uh socks of us and i'm going to challenge your notion that well, i'm going to just challenge your notion joe when it comes to my pick so i'm going to prove you wrong uh ali wessel what are you thinking about willie harris from the north side to the south side um one i don't know a lot about willie harris and two i don't know tommy barbie very well however I trust his choice. <laughs> so if Tommy Barbie says that we should bring Willie Harris to the South side, then I guess we should bring Willie Harris to the South side. Tommy, see why you should just show up for every podcast. This is the type of respect that you are going to get. Rick Hahn could never pull this off. I'll, Hell I'll just no. say. <laughs> Hell no. Uh, all right, Jordan, uh, thoughts on Willie Harris? He has he has recently been quoted as saying he has swag. And that is all <laughs> I need 
for this team to have is a manager with swag. So I am all in on Willie Harris. Again, the swag criteria alone makes it better than whoever will actually be hired as the next manager. The of White kind Sox, of person so. that says they have swag is the right person to I be mean, the I Chicago mean. White Sox manager. I think I'm with you there. Uh, okay, Dante Jones, thoughts on Willie Harris coming back home? If we get Willie Harris, like Joe said, like this is the only 2005 White Sox. I'm like, yeah, he can manage us. That's fine. And also now I want to see Willie. Um, I want to see Willie with 50 chains on next to Jose. And <laughs> Every game could just have a half hour delay while somebody looks for their chain. Yeah, that's okay. That's fair. Every home run the White Sox hit under Willie Harris, they get to pick a chain off of him. So <laughs> yeah, they won't have the home run chain to just take one off. And <laughs> not bad. Uh, all right, we're going to get to Allie's pick, maybe. I don't know if I'm going to I'm going to allow her one, even though Dante stole one. We're going to talk about a little bit of news, and uh, we're gonna, I'm going to give you my pick where I'm going to prove both Joe and Dante wrong. Uh, we're going to take a quick break uh, and see how much longer we go. It might be short. Uh, hang with us. We'll be back with very important and compelling information on this first week of Soxivus Celebration. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to Socks of Us. It is a two-month I believe, I think we've counted up to two month celebration, taking us like into November, into Thanksgiving, maybe into December. I don't know. I can't, I can't count. Uh, my name is Brett Valentini. I'm lucky enough to host this first as sort of the proxy for Father Saxivus himself, who we're lucky enough to have with us and who apparently rumor has it is a circling, um, circling Chicago shortly and will be actually back in the Chicago land area, at least for a brief stay to just make everybody wish that they were able to line up a date with the, the, the well-respected, the very well-respected Father Saxophist, Tommy Barbie. So I hope, Tommy, you can hit as many of these uh, eight. Pie. We're doing one for every every Saxophist celebration, so I hope you can hit as many as possible. I, I will be here. All right. I like oh, I like that promise, and don't think I won't hold you to it. Okay. <laughs> I have pro- uh, promised I will prove both Joe Reese's and Dante Jones wrong that Willie Harris is the best choice from the 2005 White Sox team because I'm going to throw at you Skilled, uh, beloved, universally beloved, star from 2005. Because let's face it, they're going to be a White Sox connection. There has to be. And I still think it's going to be like Jose Abreu. But okay, we're, we're actually choosing somebody here. My choice, great success as a manager, even though I believe it's wearing on him. He did just, I think he did just resign. So I'm not sure if he can necessarily handle the pressure. Or for that matter, the language barrier, it's Tadahito Aguchi coming from Japan to manage in Chicago with the Chicago White Sox. Now, I don't expect anybody to think that's a cool choice. And, you know, hey, I'm a host and I'm a clown. I don't really care. But all right. Hey, give me your thoughts on Tadahito Gucci, who has had success. He's, 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 he's managed uh, stars. He's juggled personalities. He's had a great career, certainly more so in Japan than uh, in the U.S. in, the, in uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, he's he was my choice and I think he would be a better selection than even Willie Harris, despite the decided lack of swag coming out of Tadahito. Um, Melissa, you're already, I think on record is saying uh, we maybe don't need any 2005 
folks back. But uh, thoughts on Tadahito Gucci taking oh. his Japanese skills to major leagues. Thank you for not saying Paul Canerico. I was like, oh my gosh, his breath. You thought Paul it was coming. Yeah, that was totally from left field there, Brett. Um, I mean, he's certainly beloved as part of that 2005 team. I didn't know that he was still active in baseball and, and doing some things over in Japan. But, I mean, he would certainly probably be better than anybody we're going to end up with. So, you know, that's why not? The, that's the baseline and, criteria. And he could work with defense. I mean, he could he could hopefully improve the defense. Sure. Sure. Sure, Brett. Why not? Okay. All right. That's all I need to hear. Sure, Brett. All right. Go ahead, uh, Joe. Tell me why my selection of a 2005 White Sox is better than one you thought was the best than Willie Harris. That's, i got to be honest, I was not <laughs> expecting this. This um, this was a bit of a curveball for me because it, Gucci's, yeah, I, 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 I like the idea. Um, it, you know, I, I'll, I'll go ahead and, and give him a, a green light on, on this one. Um, yeah, I am still not overly sold. I, I do think there are um, options that I would, you know, rather have, but like, yeah, he definitely has managed on on Japan's biggest stage, um, and um, has. I feel like it, yeah, the teams that he has managed like haven't had a lot of talent, but mm-hmm. he's been able to get you know somewhat decent results with them. Um, hey. um, I mean, yeah, yeah I, is... I, 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 don't, I don't, I don't hate it. Um, yeah, it's yeah. I'll, I'll go ahead and give listen, him the green light. I know I don't get any. I know I don't get any of the respect that Tommy Barbie does. You know, and I understand. I'm just the clown host here, but you know, listen, every once in a while, you know, I, I do all right. But of course, now everybody's gonna uh, shut me uh, down here. Uh, Ali, Ali Wessel, what do you think about Tadahito Iguchi coming back to manage White Sox? Um, earlier in the season, I asked when the last great second baseman played on the South side, like when was there a memorable second baseman to play here? And that is the number one, like he's the last guy that's played second base. So I think for like name factor and recognizability, it works, but also I don't really know much about his coaching history since he like stopped playing, Mm -hmm. but anything is better than what we had. Mm -hmm. So sure. Okay. All right. A tacit endor- a very full-throated endorsement, endorsement from uh, Ali. Uh, of course, Ken Williams will claim uh, he just watched tape of Tadahito managing. Uh, he didn't actually ever see him live, and he still hired him, and it worked in 2005. Uh, okay, Tommy, Tadahito, give it to me. I, I like it. I was worried you were going to say Pitsetnik. So I, I was like, that's a sexy was, choice. <laughs> you know, that's where a lot of people are going. But um, no, Aguchi, I think, is he did really well in um, the Japanese league. So I, I think it makes sense. I, that would be an interesting choice. All right. We've, we've killed um, Ron Washington's chances in this podcast and we've, uh, um, we've made Tadahito Aguchi a, a, a candidate. Uh, Jordan, I assume you're just like, uh, whatever. No, wait, no. Uh, first, Allie, the disrespect to Gordon Beckham. You, you oh God. Gordon right. Beckham is my very first ever like heartthrob baseball crush. I will never disrespect that man. Put that on the record right now. But he was not a good second baseman and he did not pan out. Um my answer for Tadio to Gucci is no. Okay. I don't I don't think that I don't think he's a fit for this team. I think he I think he would be a good manager for a team in the major leagues, I don't think he's a 
fit for this team. I don't think his how I see his style of managing would be as uh yeah. Yeah, yeah, as as something that would yeah. fit this organization. The right good now. style. Yeah, I got you. All right, that's fair. That's a very fair point. Uh, yeah, go to Pittsburgh, Toddy. You know, that's fine. Jordan, send you to Pittsburgh. Sorry, what are we can do about it? Um, at least you got to the major leagues, sort of. Uh, Dante, thoughts on Toddy? I thought I was just going to say AJ Brzezinski. I was just going to leave. But, you know, we did. There was a there. time, man. I really thought that was a great idea. Granted, it was like 15 years ago, and he never broadcast <laughs> a game uh, dissing the White Sox. But, yeah, but, no. I'm glad yeah, I um, I'm a it cannot get worse probably so you know what screw it <laughs> but at the same time like uh oh five white socks don't don't ruin the one world series I saw and the one world series that the majority of people on this planet saw from the white socks well yeah I mean the problem is when's when is one coming I mean we may have to just get I'm sorry we may have just have to keep I like how I just made everyone address Tadahito Gucci as a legitimate candidate for White Sox job but again none of us would have thought none of us would have thought Tony Russa either good lord uh, uh Allie what, what would your choice be I, I'll, I'll give you your spot here I don't know enough about the landscape of managerial candidates right now to confidently give you one answer. Like I obviously have, you know, the same criteria that we've kind of thrown out with some of these candidates we've already talked about. Like I'd like someone young who's either worked really closely under a manager or has the managing experience in a championship contention window, but like who that is, I I can't really speak to that. So I'm, I'm going to safely say I don't have an answer. Okay. Yeah, we'll just put you down for Canerico then. All right, that's fine. No problem. Please don't. <clears throat> no problem. I like the fact that everyone thought I was going to pick just a terrible choice from 2005 and I actually picked one that people couldn't immediately say. Now, next podcast, you'll come back and say, well, now I, f- I figured out why this is a terrible choice. For the record, I, um, I decided to do a little Wikipedia search on Gucci, mm-hmm. and his nickname is Gucci. He has my vote. My vote. <laughs> okay, the swag factor that came out of nowhere. We weren't expecting it. I have now I have now switched my vote to yes <laughs> based on that alone. Sorry, Ron Washington, and congratulations. Next manager of the Chicago White Sox, Tadahito Aguchi. All right, we're running a little short on time. We're probably going to do much longer ones for, for many of these Sox uh, categories. This one I just decided to sort of wedge in. It's not really official. We're supposed to be starting with grievances. You know, s- seriously, Tommy Barbie wrote, you know, I'm somewhere. He probably has like a whole almanac of how this is supposed to work and the rules. I don't know. It's a Seinfeld thing or whatever. I'm, I'm, I admit I'm, I'm sort of, you know, I can't speak to that. But, uh, yeah, I believe grievances will be uh, – and here's the thing. Grievances, we've been grieving all year. So, I mean, we probably just needed one podcast pause on grievances, and we will bring them back with full fury uh, in a week. Uh, we're running short on time, so we're not going to get to talk uh, to Allie about how her evening went. But we will talk about, speaking of North Side, South Side, et cetera, speed round here. I guess the biggest, goofiest, stupidest, most ridiculous and preposterous, disgusting and offensive news we've been hearing of late is Jose Abreu, Abreu uh, being pursued, not pursuing, being pursued by the Cubs in free agency. So I need to know if that has any wheels whatsoever. Melissa, do you see that possibly happening? No, I think Jose is too classy. Like, I think Jose, like, I mean, the White Sox are going to drop him and, but he is going to stay classy and be like, Cubs, a no. Mm -hmm. And listen, Melissa's coming from a mixed family of baseball fans. So, I mean, she knows what she speaks of. Let's not, do not challenge her on this one uh, in terms of the uh, the classiness per se. Uh, Joe Reese's any possible legs to this? 
I mean, maybe if the Cubs overpay him, I don't think he'll decline it, but I don't know. Um, I'm guessing the Cubs probably, I mean, I don't know. Maybe feel like first base. I, I don't know if a Brayu, it really, it should be the top at the top of their priority list this coming off season or not. Um, and you know, despite his age, I mean, he will be pretty pricey. Uh, I would guess that the Cubs won't overpay him, but I mean, if they do, then anything's possible. They're going to send him a tape of hitting home runs in like 12 consecutive at bats. And he'll be like, Oh yeah, that's right. I sort of did that there. Hmm. Uh, okay. Allie, um, any possibility that Jose goes to the other Chicago team? Yeah. Jose has been pretty vocal about how difficult it was for him to transplant his family up here to Chicago. And I think if the price was right, um, and the Sox were going to let him walk, I could see that being a possibility so that he wouldn't have to move um, just for that sake. But, you know, if all the other factors didn't line up, then, you know, I, I don't see that happening. Obviously, I hope to see him back in black and white, but um, yeah. All right. Time running short. Uh, Tommy Barbie, pressure's on. Yay, nay. No, he's, he'll go to the Cubs and he doesn't owe the White Sox anything. They, they wasted his career without any sort of a ring or anything like that. Like now go to the North side and, and enjoy. Jordan thoughts. If he wants to lose, he can go up to the North side. But, um, he's already I, been losing. What is the difference? Losing hard, he, has, he, has, he has no chance of a ring on the North side. I mean, he, he, granted, he probably doesn't have a, a good chance of winning a ring with us, but up there but i also agree with ali's point of like he might not want to move again so maybe it's a combination maybe there's going to be a bunch of different factors maybe he moves goes somewhere close closer maybe he goes to like detroit or something like that i don't know jordan with the blatant diss of the team that was maybe about nine games worse than the white Sox. Uh, dante jones thoughts on jose Northside. um it could happen but i think jose's just going to be resigned by white Sox for a like family-friendly deal, all that stuff, you know, all those good things. Yeah. And, you know, we'll figure out the whole Eloy, Vaughn, Abreu, Sheets thing that some people have been talking about in our Slack. But, mm-hmm. yeah, like, I'm just on the side of Jose staying. He might just become player manager. Well, maybe he'll become, uh, he'll stay first baseman for White Sox and manage the Cubs. I don't know. <laughs> Is that that challenging? Uh, yeah, uh, I, I hear you, Dante. Uh, and I'm, I'm with you. I, the Sox aren't letting him go. And plus, they're going to resign him for like three, three million. I think it's something ridiculous. He's going to be like, yes, thank you. Uh, all right, sorry, we did uh, run a little short on time. Uh, a lot of things to, uh, to talk about, so uh, we'll put a pin in it um, uh, for Allie next week. Uh, okay, um, we, this is beginning. Uh, this is festive celebration. Uh, time, you, you heard. Everybody heard. Everybody saw. Time bar. The he pledged a commitment to full, full-throated eight weeks of Socks of a Celebrations. Next week, grievances. So, yeah, it will probably be a three-hour podcast. We'll make up for the fact this one was a little short. Thanks, everybody, for watching, listening, et cetera, all that stuff. Uh, join us for the holiday celebration that is Socks of Us uh, here through, I don't know, the end of the year. Take care, everybody.